We are in Daf Lamed Gimel Aleph. We are seven lines from the top. Right, so we're quoting the Mishnah, where it states, Even if a snake is curling up your heel, you should not stop your Shimon Esrei. That's only a Nachash, a snake. But a scorpion posik. Scorpion you got to be wary of. Scorpions are going to keep biting. Meisves, as the Gemara, is a question. A man fell into a, you know, a lion's den, literally. You cannot testify that he has passed away. In other words, what we're discussing over here is a man fell into a lion's den and the woman wants to know her status. Is she permitted? And I guess they're not able to see whether he's still down there or not. And she wants to know if she's permitted to get married or is she, or is she going to be in Aguna. So we say we, can, we are not sure that he died. But he falls into a, a ditch that's full of snakes, and scorpions. One can testify that he has died. So obviously we assume that Nechashim and Akravim, again, we don't assume it means Nechashim and Akravim, it means either one, Nechashim or Akravim, we can assume that he died, right? So it says, Sometimes we see that Nechashim are dangerous. Shani Hasam, there's different. The Agav Itzitz of Maski, that because you fell on them, uh, basically, they are, uh, they are perturbed and they are upset that you have fallen on them. So since you have fallen on them, therefore you've basically incited uh, their anger. And therefore, they will get back you and they're going to hurt you. But generally speaking, if you do not incite them, you don't fall on them, then um, they will not uh, bite back. Amri Vitzlik. Vitzlik says, Rosh Varim Posek. If someone sees oxen coming forth, coming towards you, you'll not interrupt Yishma and ask the Tanir Vashu. Because Vashu says, Machikin Mishartam Chamishmama. Even a shard that's never bored before, one should say away at least 50 amos. An ox that has gored at least three times, one should One should make sure that they're not even within eyes, with eyesight of the ox. Tan Mishmader. The last thing was not. Just in Machikin. Saying that's how far. In other words, the point is that it's a proof that uh, you know whether you're a ox that has gored, whether ox that has not gored, one should be posted, one should stop the shmon esrei. Tanu b'shmeidur mayor. Reish tura bidikula. We're just bringing out this point that oxen can be dangerous. If someone sees the head of an ox in a basket of fruits or basket of food, salakla igra. You should go to the roof immediately. V'shodi dargo mitutcha. Like remove the ladder from beneath you, I meaning make sure they have no way to get up to you. The point being, stay far away. That's only if the ox is, is dark, could be Nisan in the days of Nisan. Because the Satan is dancing between his horns, I meaning the guy is ready to bowl, the guy is ready to attack. Because apparently that's when uh, you know, the field starts producing, it starts growing, and well, actually, uh, yeah. In other words, Rashi says, "Umalei deshayim." So now, you know, he's he's full. He's ready to go. There was a story in the place of Arud. There was an Arud. Some of you read this in Arvud. What's an Arud? Apparently, comes from a snake and a toad. Rashi says a snake and a toad got together and created an Arud. This Arud was going around being mazik asabrios. He was going around and biting people. They came and told Rebbe Chinin Dosam. Let me tell them. Show me the hole. Show me where he is. They showed him the hole. Nasan Kevol Piachor. Chinin Bedosu put his heel on the hole. Yatzav Vinoshka. The Arvud. This this animal bit Chinin Bedosu. Umeis also Arud. And the Arud died. 
not knock his sefer, Khanina, but they also put it on his shoulder, revealed the base of Medrash, he put it to the base of Medrash, Amalim, he said, the Meru Bani, ain't Arun Mamis. It's not the Arun that caused Vidla, Allah hates Mamis, rather it's the sin that was really causing you to get hurt. But also, Sha'amra at that time, they said, Allah la Adam Shapaga ba Arun. Woe is to a person who meets an Arud, but Allah the Arud, Woe is to the Arud that meets up with Khanina Ben Dosa, meaning the fate of the Arud will not be pleasant if he meets up with Khanina Ben Dosa. That's what he's saying. I hate. The, the mask. Yeah. The davening is. Ba- so, so it has to be. Correct. No, no. So, so all the person speak out. If Sakon is the fascist, of course, you interrupt, you walk, you do whatever you can. Here we're talking about some sort of in between. In other words, if somebody has a fly, it's a little bothering them, but it's not going to be mazik them, even to the extent of a snake, you know, where again, apparently, it will not, it's not going to do anything dangerous to you. Um, then one is not permitted to interrupt. What you do see from this Gemara, as the Vilna Gun points out, is that you see even walking is considered an interruption. Because when we talk about a snake, you know, going up your heel, we're not talking about speaking, but you don't have to speak. So the Vilna Gun says, you see from here, that Halicha, even walking during Shemun Esri, because it doesn't say this anywhere else. So you see, in other words, the Vilna Gun wants to find support. Rabbi Yonah argues. Rabbi Yonah says, no, we're discussing... I am saying what Rabbi Yonah says we're not talking about walking over here. Somehow speaking will be involved. Um, but the Vilna Gon is pretty... That, that's what's quoted in Shulchan Aruch. Says the Mishnah, We mentioned Masha Baruch, the strength of rain in Tchiyas HaMesim, right in the second bracha, which talks about the resurrection of the dead. We mentioned the asking of rain. Right, there's mentioning rain, then there's asking for rain. In the bracha of Baruch Aleinu, in the bracha of sustenance. Now we have three opinions on Motzei Shabbat Saturday night. We say Atachon Antanu. We do like the first opinion, which has been incorporated in the fourth blessing, the first one of the weekday brachas. Kiva says, no, it gets its own bracha. Bracha reveals Mifniatzma. Rebbe Yezu says, which means you incorporate in the bracha of Modim. So there you have it, three opinions. Says the Gemara, Maskirin Givurz Kishamim Mai Taima. Why do you mention? The strength, of, I mean, the concept of rain, the fact that a Baruch was able to bring forth rain, why is that mentioned in My time, what's the reason? Because it's equal to the resurrection of the dead. And just we look at that as like a miracle, so too is the concept of rain. So too, the, therefore, the rabbis put it in and the asking of rain goes in what's the reason says because it is the source of our parnasa right rains grows farmers are doing well therefore we placed the asking of rain in the bracha of parnasa what's the reason we put havdalah what is Chonindas is the bracha where we ask for knowledge, the ability to understand. Why is Havdallah in that bracha? Am Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef says, because it involves Chachma. Right? As Rashi says, a Chacham knows the difference between Kadosh and Chal, between things that are holy and mundane. Therefore, we place it in that bracha, because that's what Havdallah is about, is being able to be Mavdal ben Kodesh Lachal. Rabbanan Ami Rabbanan say, because it's the weekday, meaning it's the first bracha of the weekday, lefigach kavuha bebrachas chal. Therefore, we placed it in the bracha of chal. Right? In other words, it's the first three brachas, we said the whole Shabbat. 
the, the fourth blessing, we haven't said it a whole Shabbat, it's the first blessing of the weekday, therefore it makes sense to place the brach of Havdalah right as we begin to say the weekday Shemona Esri. Omer Vami Rami says, Gedola Deyo Shnitzna Betchila, Bracha Shachal. He says, how great is the Deyo, like you see that knowledge and understanding is such an important concept, it's, such an, it, it, it's something that, that, that we request greatly as proof that we place it as the first blessing of the week, meaning if you're going to decide what to ask first, we would have decided, you know what, let's ask for health first, let's ask for parnasa. What's the first thing we ask for in our Shmon Esrei? In our Shmon Esrei, it's deya, it's knowledge. Shenemar, like the Pasuk says, kikel deya Hashem. So it's v'chol misha'im deya, asalarachim alav. And whoever doesn't have deya, asalarachim alav. It's forbidden to have mercy on that person. Shenemar, like the Pasuk says, kilo ambinosu. This is not a nation of understanding. Therefore, Hashem says, I will not have mercy on them. Amr Abelazar, Abelazar says, Amr Abelazar, Abelazar says, Great is the Mikdash, which is, again, similar to what we just said, great is knowledge, which was placed in between two names of Hashem, so to the base of Mikdash. Mikdash, Shinasan, Bain, Beis, Osios. Mikdash is placed in between the two names of Hashem. Shinemar, like the Pasuk says, Pa'alto Hashem, Mikdash Hashem. So Mikdash is in between two names of Hashem. From Rav Lazar, Kaladim Sheish Badeya, anyone who has Deya, Ki'ilu Nivne, Beis Mikdash, Biyamav. It's considered as if he built the Beis Mikdash in his days, because both of them have the Shem Hashem preceding it and following it. They both have, again, the name, they're both sandwiched with the names of Hashem, so we see they are similar. Rav Acha from Karichna asked the following question. If you're going to tell me that it's such a big deal to be sandwiched with the name of Hashem, right? Sorry, what are you going to tell me? Nekama is such a great thing, right? The revenge we find revenge is also you know it has the shame Hashem kale before and Hashem afterwards so what are you going to tell me that's a great concept we know you're not supposed to take revenge on someone else in meaning when it's deserved when it's appropriate gedolahi then it's actually a great thing like Ula says what are these two revenges are referring to, meaning, in other words, the two names of Hashem, one for good and one for bad, which means what? So that's for bad, meaning, what does that mean? What does it mean for bad? So Rashi says that by Hashem, is referring to the Gemara says somewhere else that Hashem went to all the nations of the world. So basically Hashem is saying, okay, you don't get the Torah. I'm going to give the Torah to the Bnei Yisrael. So that's the L'ra'ah. Fine. And then, means that's good for us. That Hashem gave us the Torah and not them. So in other words, by Hashem doing good to us, that in a way was revenge on the non-Jews for not accepting the Torah. L'ra'ah, where's the bad? Right, which is, what's the lira'am? What's the bad? So the bad is, Rashi says, that um, the ra'ah, Rashi says, right, that basically, again, there's a revenge over here that they didn't receive the Torah, or it seems to be referring to the fact that, um, 
the good over here, just to, to say it again the way Rashi says it, because there's a few different explanations over here, there's two nekamas. There's a nekama latova and a nekama for lira. The nekama lira is to take revenge on the Gentiles who didn't receive the Torah. The revenge for good, in other words, what benefit did we have? So Rashi says that this is a hint to the concept that the money of the Gentiles has been deemed ownerless, and basically the Jews... Um, have some sort of right to it. Now, that doesn't mean we can go around stealing their money. Rashi says that if our ox gores an ox of a Gentile, we are exempt from paying it. It's based on this pasuk, that hifkir mi monan shel goy, and again, this is learned out in the Gemara Baba Kamos. That's what the Tuna Kamos here are referring to. So, achas letova, the achas lera letova, dechsev ofimea paran. Lera, dechsev kalnekomos Hashem, kalnekomos of So those are the Tuna Kamos that that's hinting to. Okay. Right? So there was an argument in the Mishnah, where do you place Havdalah? Does it have its own bracha? Is it in Modim or is it in Atachonim, like what we do? Set around in the Institute of Blessings, Prayers, the Kiddush and Havdalah. Let's see where they placed how could there be machlokas about this? Very important Gemara. How could there be a dispute where Atachon Antanu is, where is Abdullah? Let's look in the Siddur, the open art school. Really, in the beginning, they put it in Tefillah. What happened was, and therefore everyone knew, everyone would have known where it was placed, where you're supposed to say Atachon Antanu. What happened was, it's a Shiva, they got wealthy. Kavula Kos, because they became wealthy, they said, you know what, new rule. Instead of Abdullah being in Tefillah, we're going to say it on a cup of wine. Then they got poor again. And then they said so they reverted back and they instituted in tefillah. So what ended up happening is that they therefore forgot where it's supposed to be in tefillah because many years went by where they only said it al hakos. So then what ended up happening? And they said and they ended up just concluding that even though you've done it in tefillah, you should do it both. You should also do it al hakos. And that's what the, the end of the, till the end of the Amr we are going to discuss different opinions. Do even though we say it in tefillah, do we have to say it al hakos? In the beginning, they placed it on the coast. Then they got poor, they placed it back in Tefillah. Then they went ahead and said that even though you said Havdallah in Tefillah, you should say it again on the coast. Again, we're going to be basically many opinions to support this. Even if you said it on Tefillah, you should say it on the coast. I have a question on what you just said. Because what does it say? It says, You forgot to say Mashavuach. Or she'ela bebechzashonim, or you forgot to say v'tein tal machzir nasso. You have to repeat the amida. However, avdala bechonin das. If you forgot to say atuf chanatano em machzir nasso, why don't you have to repeat the amida? Mepnei sheyachal la'omra alakos, because you're able to say it alakos. So what does it sound like? It sounds like that only because you forgot are you then going to head, are you going to go ahead and say avdala on a cup of one. But had you not forgotten, you wouldn't have because this, you don't have to because you're able to say. So it doesn't sound like you're saying it weekly, alakos, only because you forgot, it says, It means you don't have to repeat because you are going to say, meaning, of course, you're going to say Abdullah in a cup of wine, therefore, you never have to repeat the Amida. Okay, again, supporting that opinion, or at least answering the proof, answering that question from the Brighton. They asked, Rabbi Yochanan Vanosh Amit, and he said, I heard, Hamavdal Betzilat Serach Shiavdal Akos Olam. He says, I heard the following, or I have a question. 
If someone said Abdullah and Tila, does he have to make Abdullah a coast? From Lenny said them, Tzachshi Abdullah coast. Yeah, you still, you still have to. Okay. Ibailum, Mahdul Alakos, Mahdul Abdullah Tila. Let's say you said Abdullah first, and then you daven later. What about the opposite order? So I'm Ravnachman, by Yitzhak Kavachomer. Let's make a Kavachomer Metfila. Again, let's say you did it backwards. You said Abdullah Alakos, and then do you have to mention again Atachan Antonu? So he says, Just like we, it's very clear that tefillah was the original um, takon, the original institution was to say it in tefillah. And what do we say? Army, we say, Even if you said it in tefillah, you still have to do it. Making Havdalan a cup of wine only came later, right? It only came when they became wealthy, and we just kept it even after they got poor. So then, and much more so that if you said that Havdalan first, you should say it in tefillah. Because again, tefillah was the ikar takanta. I think usually in our heads, we usually look at it the other way. The Iker Takanta is like on the coast. Uh, let, let, let's just add it in Tefillah. It's a nice thing to do. You see from this Gemara, obviously not like that. It says Gemara. Yeah. Well, look at the. Well, so it's a good point. It continues the Gemara. Ami Hamavdil Betfilat Coast. Hamavdil Sorry, Atani Rav Acha. Rav Acha says. Atani Rav Acha Richa Kamedu Chaninam Hamavdil Betfilat Meshubach Yosim Mishri Avdil Coast. Someone who says Abdullah Tfilah is more praiseworthy than one who says it on the coast. If you say it in both, you'll get blessings you know, on your head. So it says the Gemara, this is very hard right to read. On the one hand, you said Abdullah Tfilah, on the one hand, we see that like, you know, there's like an option over here. And it sounds like it's better, it's very great to do one. So it sounds like Tfilah alone is enough to mention Abdullah. And then you wrote, so which one is it? Like, should we say both or should we only say one? It says, And once you're exempt with one, meaning it sounds like Hamavda Betfila alone is enough, and it sounds like you fulfilled your obligation, so it so you should be exempt from any further mention of Havdalah or any uh, you know, ceremony of Havdalah. It's a bracha that's not necessary because, again, it sounds like it was enough with Havdalah and Tfilah. Everyone said, Right, someone who makes a bracha that's not necessary is over mishum lo sisa. Right, you see from an important thing. It's not just bracha levatala, but there's another thing called bracha shenet tzricha. Ela emahachi says gemara. That's not how you read the brisa. Ela emahachi read it like this. You have to change it. You may have dala in this one and not this one. In other words, not that you may have dala, not that you did both, but rather you just did one. Again, hivdil bezu, velo hivdil bezu. You nechula brachas arasha, you get brachas on your head. Because, sir, that opinion clearly holds that, you know, havdala betfila is enough, and you do not have to do it al hakos. But that's obviously not the opinion we follow, as we'll see the end of the Gemara. Bayminer of Chizdam Rev Sheshis. Let's say, very interesting question. It's actually very unclear what the question is, but we'll read it the way um, most Rishonim read it. It's tabezu ubezu. Tabezu ubezu means that you forgot atachan antanu and then you ate before havdalah. You did two things. Tabezu ubezu. Fine? So ma'u, what's the halacha? Amalei tabezu ubezu. If you, again, you forgot atachan antanu and you ate before havdalah, chos rosh, you then have to repeat davening. It's like a very interesting halacha. That usually you don't have to repeat the amidah if you forgot atachan antanu. But if you messed up your havdalah, chos by perhaps doing melacha, but it seems most postmodern said it means to eat before Abdullah, so then you got to start all over. Chazlerosh, right? Rashi says Chazlerosh l'tfila. Some say it means, Tabezu Bezu means that, 
Because Chosel Rosh is a very strange way of saying go back to Havdalah, right? Usually Chosel Rosh is like a tefillah sort of statement. So Rabbein Yonah learns it means Tabizu, you forgot Atacharotanu tefillah. And then Bizu, you forgot in Modim, because he holds that's a backup. Then you should go back to the beginning of the Amidah, Chosel Rosh. But again, we, we don't, it's not the way it's brought to Shulchan Aruch. Amalei Ravina Larava, turn the page. Helchasamai, what's the halacha, right? What's the final ruling? Amila, he says, Kikidosh. It's like Kiddush. Ma Kiddush. Kiddush Just like Kiddush, you say it in, like Vayachulu, right? We say it on Shabbat, in Tfilos and Shabbat. We, we, we again say it Al Hakos. So you see, the last Gemara now kind of compares the two, right? It compares Kiddush and Havdalah. The both Kiddush and Havdalah have a concept of Bitsilusa. We say it in Tfilah. And then we also repeat it. Again, when we get home, al hakos. So that's the conclusion of the Gemara. Rabbi Eliezer Omer Eliezer says he believes Havdalah should be in the brach of Modim. That somehow we're thanking Hashem for this Havdalah. So what the Gemara now is going to discuss is when do you say Havdalah in Yom Tov Shachalios Achar Shabbat? Right, so you have Shabbat and a Yom Tov. So Yom Tov, you're not saying a weekday Amidah. So where do you say the Havdalah? Right? It says, Reb Zeir HaVirachev Chama. He was riding a donkey. HaVigashak of Azal, Reb Chia Bar Avon Basrei. Chia Bar Avon was behind him. Amr Alei. Vaday da Amrisu, Mishmei der Biyachanon. Did they say the halach in the name of Reb Yachanon? Halachik Reb Eliezer B'yom Tov Shechal Yos Echa Shabbos. Did they say the halacha follows him? On the Yom Tov Shechal Yos Echa Shabbos. Meaning that Reb Eliezer, that according to Reb, that will follow Reb Eliezer's ruling, that will say, Havdala in Hoda. That will say it in Modim, when Yom Tov falls out after Shabbos, is that the halacha that we said? I'm gonna in. Yes, that is that. That will be the halacha. Says the Gemara, halacha mechal depligi. You're gonna tell me that there's an argument over here. Meaning, if you say the halacha is like one person, that means there's a dispute. Who argues over here? You know, maybe you know, the rabbanon don't argue. Says more velo pligi v'apalig rabbanon. What do you mean? They, of course, rabbanon argue. Rabbanon and the Mishnah say that you don't say havdala in the brach of hoda in modem. So, the, so then he explains what he meant. When did Rabbana argue and say, you say, in middle of other blessings, like, you know, that's Peshayim Otashana. That's on the rest of the year when you have a brach of Atachonin. But right? the falls out after Shabbos, is there an argument? Right? There, there's, there's no machlokas over here. Says the Gemara, fine, Kama. Says, what do you mean? I'll tell you who argues. What's Rabbi Akiva Shita? Rabbi Akiva says it gets its own blessing. So if Rabbi Akiva holds, it gets its own blessing on a regular Saturday night, the same thing would apply for Yom Tov Shechal Yot Shabbat. It would also get its own uh, blessing. So it says the Gemara, yeah, but I wouldn't have to speak on Rabbi Akiva because no one goes like Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva, right? The whole year we go like Rabbi Akiva. say that I have to go ahead and suggest that the halacha is not like him? Of course not. Right, because the whole year, why don't we go like Rabbi Akiva? The Timni Sari Tikun, Tishri Lo Tikun. We have eighteen blessings in Amidah, not nineteen. Achanami Shav Tikun. There are seven blessings in the Yom Tov, and eight, and there are, and there are not eight. So basically, it's kind of love for the question over here is that why did you say halacha? Right, he says halacha like Rabbi Eliezer that the bracha of Havdalah on the Yom Tov Shchaliyat Shabbos is in Bodim. Rabbanan, they're not going to argue. Right? Why aren't they going to argue? Because they only said it on a weekday. They're not going to say it on Yom Tov Shchaliyat Achas Shabbat. So there's no you know weekday blessing to place it in. We're, we don't have to point out. We don't go like Rabbi Akiva. We never go like Rabbi Akiva. So why did he say halacha? 
So Omar so, Lay, love halacha itmar. He said, I, I didn't really learn halacha, elamatin itmar. Very uh, interesting, different uh, languages over here. He said, I learned matin. And he'll, I'll explain this in a moment. And he's basically now going to quote four versions of how I heard them say that we follow like Rebel Yezer. The Itmar, because we learned to be Bardimi Amar, Mishum Arbenu. I'll explain in a moment. Let me just say the four versions. He says, we heard really four versions about how, how we should follow Rebel Yezer. Some say, Rebbe Yezer Bardimi Mishum Arbenu Halacha. Some say that he said the halacha is like Rebbe Yezer. matin. And some thought that we meant matin. That he, that, that, w- the way we said it was matin like Rebbe Yezer. And some said Rebbe Yechon Amar modim. And some say that it is all we said was modim. Rebbe Chibra Abba Amar nirin. Rebbe Chibra Abba said nirin. So basically the way Rashi explains it in each language is a language of somewhat ruling like him. So we'll start like this. Halacha means halacha follows him. Which means, that means, that's the strongest. That means you get up in public and say, Halacha follows like Rebbe Yezer. Matin means, uh, don't expound like it in public, but when an individual comes up to you, tell them that the ruling is like Rebbe Yezer. Okay? In other words, we're not so convinced that Halacha is like Rebbe Yezer. We don't want to say, not like the Rabbanon. We lean, exactly. We lean like Rebbe Yezer. Modim. Modim is just a way of saying that the Rabbanon agree with Rebbe Yezer in this case. That's what Modim uh, would mean. And then Reb Bar Avin says Nirin. Nirin means, very interesting thing, Nirin means we're not ruling like Rebbe Yezer. The way Rashi understands it, that we're not ruling like Rebbe Yezer. But if you do like Rebbe Yezer, on your Yom Tov Amidah, after Shabbat, then you don't have to repeat the Amidah. Meaning, it sounds like really the rules like the Rabbanan. Many before some argument Rashi. No, oh no, you would say it, we're not sure yet, that, that's what's difficult. Um, in other words, where there are abundant, it sounds like there's no atachan and dat on Yom Tov. So it sounds like you would say it in the middle of you know when we talk about Chag, you would somehow um, include it. But correct. So it was saying what? Which what? Yeah, which exa- which really what the next one is going to say? Correct. So near so these are the four versions. So which one do we follow? You should take the version of Reb who said Nirin. Why? Because apparently he was the Daik Vagomer Shmaitzam be Puma der Mara. These are all again disputes about what Rabbi Yochanan said. They were all in class that day and they all heard uh, different things. So he said, Follow Rabbi Abba because he derived, he listened very well to his teacher and he said the exact wording. You know, some people just quote what the Rebbe, you know, was uh, the idea that the Rebbe was saying. Rabbi was able to quote the language of his teacher. Who was he like? So he gives an example. Apparently it was well known that Rechava Pumfadisa was also very good at this. He was very skilled in quoting the exact language. Dhamma Rechava Rabbi Yehuda. Rechava quoted Rabbi Yehuda who had said, Harabayis stav kafal hayam v'yistav lefnim mistav. Again, this is the point. Uh, let me just tell you what this means. It means that the Harabayis, you know, Temple Mount, was surrounded by two rows of benches and each row, stav lefnim mistav. There was a row within a row. Again, so what's the point of this? Rashi explains that apparently you would usually refer to benches as itztava. The fact that he used the language sitav was basically making the point that I'm just quoting my teacher word for word. I'm not going to change anything from what he had said. So we're pointing on the Rechavot and Pompadisa was very committed to again quoting mila b'mila word for word from his teacher. That is similarly, Rebchi Bar Abba had the same trait that he would quote his teacher word for word. Therefore you could trust him that he said in Niren. Conclusion of the Gemara, Omer of Yosef, I don't know what all of you are doing over here. Let me tell you what we do over here. Let me just tell you what's going on over here. I know from Bishmol, 
They made a very, they instituted a jewel in Bavl, a beautiful concept. What do we say about the Eino Hashem Lekeinu as Mishpatei Tzedkacha, right? Hashem, you told us Mishpatei Tzedkacha. But Tzabdeinu Lassu, you taught us Chukir V'Tzenacham. V'Tanchilein, you bequeath us Zmanei Sosan V'Chagein Yedava. V'Tarusheinu, you again inherit us Kedusha Shabbos, Uchfor, Moed V'Chagiga, Saregel. Ben Kedusha Shabbos, Kedusha Yom Tov Yivdalto. V'Yisei Hamashim, Mishesi Mehamaisa, Kedusha Yivdalto. V'Kedusha, 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 so they created this nusach of Vatodienu, right, which is pretty easy to translate. They've placed that blessing in, basically it's on its own blessing, but they've placed these words inside the Amidam, right? So we're all familiar with Vatodienu. Now if you notice two things that we want to point out, it says they instituted this in Bavel. Why Bavel? Why not Eretz Yisrael? So, so basically Marsha says amazing thing. It says Yom Tov Shechal Yas falls out way more in Bavel than it does in Eretz Yisrael because of Yom Tov Sheni. So he says, therefore, it was, but at the end it was much more necessary. He also says, what's Chag in Yedava? How do you have a, how do you have a voluntary Chag? So you know what's a voluntary Chag? Yom Tov Sheni. You know, in other words, not, not voluntary, uh, you know, not, not in this literal sense, but when the rabbis instituted, we chose basically to be stringent and, you know, keep the custom of Yom Tov Sheni. So Chag in Yedava, it's a voluntary. In other words, we've donated this Chag because it was up to us to determine whether we should celebrate it or not. So that's how he understands this. But um, of course, we say about Todienu in Israel as well, but it was more needed in Bavel than it was in Eretz Yisrael. Says the Mishnah, um, pretty famous Mishnah, which means somebody was either diving for the Ambar or this was in the middle of his tefillah. He says, he, some, he somehow adds a tefillah to HaKadosh Baruch. He says, Your mercy even reaches a bird's nest, right? In other words, we have a mitzvah of Shulach HaKan, which says before you take the eggs, you send away the mother bird. So the, you know, so the person is trying to, like, he says to HaKadosh Baruch wow, how far reaching is your mercy that you even have mercy on a bird. And someone who says, on good, may your name be remembered. Or someone who says, modim, modim. Someone who says the word, I thank you, I thank you. Right? You quiet him. Meaning these are inappropriate things to say. Three things. He said, I'll explain why all three are, you know, these are concerning statements that we have to quiet him. I understand him. Someone says, modim twice. You quiet because it sounds like there's two gods. I thank you, God, and I thank you, and somebody else. You got to quiet him. And on the good, your name should be remembered. Sounds like on the good and not on the bad. But the mission says, right? You got to same way you bless and you acknowledge that Hashem is the source for good. So too, you got to acknowledge that He's the source for bad. Ella, what? So that's being quiet him. Not only on the good, my time. What's the reason that it's such a bad thing to say your mercy has reached even the bird's nest? My time. Huh? So it's an argument. The famous machlokas. One person said, Once said, you going to bring about jealousy in Bemaisabrashas as if God only has mercy on birds, but he doesn't have mercy on sheep or any other animals. Is that you've uh, apparently made the claim that Akadish Baruch's midos are rachamim, or his mitzvos are all about having mercy. Meaning, there's two ways to understand this. The Rambam, underst- well, Rambam understands this that uh, this Amora was against explaining taimei ha was against explaining the reasons for mitzvot. 
know, by saying that, oh, Hashem has mercy on the birds, and that's the reason why Hashem wants me to send away the mother bird, don't, uh, you know, don't delve into the reasons. Because they wrote, it's a mitzvah, right? Don't, in other words, don't, don't deduce anything from the fact that there's a mitzvah Shulach HaKan, that HaKad Dishbaruch Hu, you know, has, has mercy, or that that's what the mitzvah is about. Ain't the Gezerot, these are uh, decrees. That's why the Rambam understands it. Ramban Nachmanis understands it, is that it's not about having mercy on the birds, but it's about creating a person who is merciful. Ain't the Gezerot, the Gezerot are for you, and not for the birds. That's the way the Ramban understands it. Period. Who did not come in? Rav was someone who was praying in front of Rabbah. Vamar, and he said this. Atta chastel kansipor. Atta chus verachim aleinu. He says, You who have mercy on birds, you should have mercy on me. Amar Rabbah, kama yada haitzover me abana lamare. Rabbah complimented him and said, Wow, how do you know such a great tefillah? Omle abayo, this is a good tefillah, mishtakino so. Tanani, you're supposed to quiet him. Verabah namlechdede abayo abayo. He was a sharpening abayo. He was, you know, in the good old days, this is the way they would test their students. By saying one thing and hoping the students will question them. So obviously, Rabbi did a minah. A similar story of somebody uh, you know, praying in front of somebody and doing something inappropriate. And the person said as follows Right? And then him, Tinlo, at the same. So the, the person of Hanina waited for him to finish all his you know, complimentary terms towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Kisam, when he finished, Did you finish all the praises for HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Famous Gemara, Lomali Kulehai. Why are you saying so much? Anan Hani Tlaster, meaning we have three. He loved our Misra, Moshe Rabbeinu Baraisa, had Moshe Rabbeinu not said it in the Torah. V'asu Anshei Knesset Dovetek, you know, Min HaKel HaGadol HaGibar, right? That was the first three, and then the rest were Anshei Knesset Dovetek, from Mordechai. V'asu Anshei Knesset Dovetek, Nebu Tila HaVinichel HaMemar, right? Had we not had those specific ones to say, we would not have been able to say it. It'll explain why. V'at Amit Kuli Hai, but yet you say, you know, all of these praises that you have added, you know, Vazalti, you just keep on going. So he explains the problem with the muscle. Now, what's wrong with adding praises, adding terms to Akadish Baruch? He says, Mashal Mach Basavadam. Shal Elif Alev Afalafim Dinay Zavs. He says, you know, tons of gold. But you Makalsan also, and you praise him, Bishal Kasa, for one piece of silver. Bishal Kasa. Right? It's like, it's demeaning. In other words, the guy, the, the king has thousands and thousands of pieces of silver. He says, oh, great is the king who has one bar of silver. You know, that, that would be insulting. Same thing with Akadish Baruch. That it would never be enough, right? You can never uh, praise Hakadosh Baruch Hu enough. Therefore, the only thing we say is what we are told to say, but not because we are adding. Because once you are adding, says Reb Chanina, you have to go on forever. Reb Chanina, I guess other statements from Reb Chanina that Hakol Bidei Shemayim Chutz Miyashemayim. Everything is in the hands of God. Besides fear of Hashem, right? Meaning Hashem will determine whether you're wise, whether you're, you're smart, whether you're a tippish, whether you're tall, whether you're short, whether you're wealthy, whether you're not. Chutz Miyashemayim. Fear of God is in your hands. Shinemar, like the Pasuk says, Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to the Jewish people. The only thing that Hashem asks from you is ki im is only fear of God. So that's what we see from here, that the only thing that is in our hands is yirat shemaim. Asks the Gemara, atu yir shemaim, is fear of God a small thing? Like Moshe Rabbeinu says, oh, it's all Hashem asks from you is fear of God. Shinemar, yirat shemi right? So it says, fear of God is in his outsar. So it says Gemara. I'm sorry, I skipped a line. Tevamar Rav Chanina Meshuv Meshem Mechai En La Kadosh Baruch Hu Beis Kenazav Ela Oser Shal Yirus Shemaim Shenam Yirus Hashem He Otsaro Right, that's what he has in his Otsar, which I guess is somehow saying that it is difficult. It's far from us. Says the Gemara in Gavi Moshe Moses Uchasahi For Moshe, it's a small matter. So for him, he could say, "Oh, that's all Hashem wants from you." And now it's still difficult because Moshe is speaking to us. So it's a little hard to understand. 
Damar Khanina Masal Adam, Shmavaksim Menukligadam, Vyesha Damalov Kikatan. Katan Vainlo Damalakigadam. Someone who has a large kli and he has a small kli, fine. But Katan Vainlo, but if someone just has a small kli and he doesn't have a big one, so Dhamma love kli gadal. So to him, it's like having a kli gadal. So the point is for Moshe Rabbeinu, who had a lot of years Shemaim, and for him, you know, it was, I guess, a very easy thing, or he had so many other things, so many other traits, so year Shemaim was considered a Milsa Zutrasi for Moshe, and therefore he's able to say, oh, you know, that's all, that's, that's an easy thing to accomplish. Because again, for Moshe Rabbeinu, it was uh, easy. Fine. Um, let's continue. Modim modim mishtakin oso. Omer abzera kol haomer shema shema. Someone who says shema twice is kamer modim modim. It's like as if he said modim modim, meaning you got to quiet him. Meisve hakarishma v'kol for someone who says kriyshma and he repeated it. Harezim meguna. In other words, it's, it's, it's inappropriate. It says more meguna who dahavi b'shtukel mishtakin. It sounds like it's inappropriate, but you don't have to quiet him. If you repeated just the word by itself twice, then that's not a problem. But if he says the whole pasuk and then he repeats the whole pasuk again, then it definitely sounds like he's trying to speak uh, to two different people. Maybe he just didn't have the proper kavana, and that's why he repeated Shema, right? We know how difficult it is to have kavana. So he didn't have kavana the first time, so he repeated it. It's a bit of an difficult answer to understand, but Amalei, he says, Chavrusa Klapishmaya, right? Is that the way you do with HaKadosh Baruch Hu? He's just like your Chavruta. If you didn't have Kavana the first time, I don't know, you hit him with a hammer or something, right? A hammer of a blacksmith, meaning either way, you, you got you to rebuke him. If he's repeating it because, he, you know, it sounds like, you know, there's two gods, you got to quiet him, you got to hit him. And if he's repeating it because... Um, you know, he didn't have Kavana the first time, then you should also hit him, right? That's what Abayya, um, again, which is an interesting response. Halacha obviously is that if you say the first Pasuk of Shema and you realize you didn't have Kavana, you should repeat that first Pasuk and you don't have to be concerned because nowadays we're not as concerned for these things. Uh, I'm going to go uh, further. Uh, I just want to get through the uh, at least half an Amr, as I'll explain in a few minutes. Says the Mishnah, over. Um, I'm going to skip the parentheses. I will say the parentheses. Um, it's a bit of a hard. Uh, most of them take out this Gemara. The Rift, the Rosh, no one has this. So it sounds like it's a similar thing. is the same problem we said in the Mishnah before, right? You know, you should be blessed for your good. It's, it sounds like a heresy, only the good and not the bad. Someone was a chazan, he made a mistake. You get someone to replace him. When you're looking for someone to replace him, the guy doesn't say, oh, no, no, I don't want to daven. If they're looking for a chazan right now and, and they're waiting for you, you go up right away. Where do you start from? You start from where he made a mistake. Right from where the... You start from where that person made a mistake. Correct, correct. If you're the Chazar, you're not supposed to answer Amen by Berchas Kaunim because you're going to get confused in your davening. You're going to like forget what you have to, you know, because they don't have Sidurim in those days. If you're the only Kohen, you should not do it. You shouldn't do Berchas Kaunim because you're going to mess up your Tfilah. It's going to be hard to get back to what you were up to. If you're confident that you will be able to keep track of what you're up to and you go back to your Tfilah in a smooth manner, then Rashad, then it's permitted. 
Over Teva, if somebody asks you to be chazan, you shouldn't be running to be chazan. You should first refuse. And if you don't refuse, you're similar to a tafshil that doesn't have salt, meaning you're not really prepared. You're not, you're not appropriate. If you refuse, like, you know, as we'll see more than three or four times, then you're like a, a tafshil that has too much salt, meaning you're acting uh, too haughty. Uh, as if, you know, uh, you know, davening for the Ahmed is not for me. Kate said, who also, so what's the proper approach? The first time you say, no, no, I, I don't want to daven. The second time, you know, you just like, you don't say it as insistently like, no, no, I'm not davening. You know, you shake your hand, no, it's fine. And then shlishis, if the guy asks you a third time, if the guy asks you a third time, post it as raglov, the yogurt, right? You spread your feet and you go. The three things where a lot of it is bad, and but, you know, you know, and but a little bit is good. What is it? Sa'ar, yeast, melach. So too much yeast will mess up the bread, or too little. I'm sorry, too much will mess it up, and little is good. Melach, a little bit of salt. Sarvanis, and basically the ability, uh, you know, to refuse, or, you know, the, the, the idea of refusing, it's good to refuse a couple times, but not good to refuse too many times. Amar Rav. Rav says, Amar Tabish Rishon, if you make a mistake in the first three blessings, Rosh. you go to the beginning of the Amidah. But if you make a mistake, because the first three are always considered like one blessing, right? So you go back to the beginning. If you made a mistake in the middle, Chazul Atachonin. Yeah, it's very interesting. He looks at it. Atachonin is also like it's all one piece, right? If you make a mistake in the middle, you got to go back to Atachonin. If you make a mistake, again, we're talking about where the Chazan is taking you over. So he takes you over from Avoda. Vasi Omar, Vasi says, The middle there's no Seder, meaning you go to the place where he made a mistake. Right, that's it's machlokas. What this means, we'll go with that interpretation. Masiv Rav Sheisu, she's asked the question. What does the mission say? Mission says you go back to the beginning of the blessing that he made a mistake, which presumably is referring to the middle of the amida, and we say you don't go back to atachon and you go back to the blessing in which he missed. It's a question of Rufuna. So Malach Rufuna said no. Um, the middle was all one bracha. So because it's all one bracha, so when it says you return to that bracha, it meant atachonin, right? Because atachonin is the beginning of that bracha. So therefore it's not, you know, in other words, it's not incorrect to refer to that as returning to that bracha because atachonin is considered like the, the beginning of a long blood. What? But, but, but the same way, the point is the same way we refer to the first three as like one blessing, as one piece. So to the middle blessings, we also look at it like that. So Amr Allah, Amr of Amr of you, and Allah, that's like one bracha. only ask for your needs in the middle blessings. First, you, you know, you organize your praises in front of Hashem. And then the slave asks for bread. And then in the, in the end of the Shemona, so you act as if you've received your bread, you take your bread and you go, and you thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's how we understand the order of the Amidah.